I lost a bunch of weight, but I was doing it with a dieter mentality that I wasn't aware that I had. And so I was like counting calories and just like not eating because that seemed easier until I got to the point where I was like not functioning very well. And I was like, I can't keep this up. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And you're like, yeah, you're on a diet and this is not part of the program. What if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Lux Lifer. Welcome to episode 38. And I am back with another client success story. Y'all, my private clients are killing it with the Stop Dieting Forever process. And I love sharing their stories because each one of them is so unique. It's so funny, the day that I did this interview with Heather, I also coached another private client who just passed her 10-pound march. She just lost her first 10 pounds without dieting. And then I coached another client today, and she is one and a half pounds away from crossing that 10-pound milestone. And I'm just so thrilled. Their weight loss success is a true testament to the ability to lose weight without a diet, and eating all different types of food. So today you're going to hear from my client, Heather Hommel, who came to me with a myriad of serious health issues. Now, when we did our consult, she knew at the time that her diet wasn't the best and she knew she needed to make a change, but mentally she just wasn't ready until we started working together. So in this interview, she shares how she was able to commit to creating her healthiest self after years of chronic illness and a penchant for junk food. Now, let's be clear. Heather has not given up her junk food completely, and she's been able to lose weight while including some of her favorite treats. She even tells us a story how she lost weight eating two cookies a night, and she's still able to eat with her kids at McDonald's at least once a week. Yes, y'all, it is possible. So enjoy this interview, enjoy this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, Lux Lifers, this is Jennifer Dent Brown, your life and weight loss coach. And guess what? I have another client success story for you today. So excited to be here with one of my newer clients, Heather Hummel. I pronounced that right, correct? Yes, that was great. (laughs) I had to practice before we hit the record button. Who is here to talk about her journey? So I was just looking back. We've been working together for just about five weeks. And then we had the holidays in there. But her transformation is phenomenal. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing where Heather has come from and where she is now. So Heather, say hello to all of the Lux Lifers who are listening right now. Hello, I am Heather Hommel, and I am so happy to be here and excited to share some of my wins from working with you. Yeah, now tell the people who you are, what you do. 
Yeah. Okay. So I am a business coach, a life and business coach for John Barnes trained myofascial release therapists who are starting their businesses. So I work with all sorts of different body therapists who have that myofascial release training to get their businesses going. And so for the 99.9% of the population who doesn't know what that is, can you just explain what MFR is, please? Yeah. So MFR is a non-traditional therapy that works to help people that are in chronic or unexplained pain to get out of their pain conditions. And I first found that when my husband had had a wrong site surgery and was severely disabled and having to kind of lay down all day. I was a massage therapist. I went to a John Barnes seminar and I knew it could help him. So we sent him to Sedona and he got treatment and he went there in a wheelchair and was climbing some of the rock formations there after wow. just a few treatments. Yeah. Wow. So changed That's our lives. Powerful. Yeah. Good. And so you already kind of have a holistic background and you're familiar with like how the body works and the mind body connection. So what brought you to me? How did you decide that you wanted to learn how to lose weight without dieting? Yeah. So I have been an anti, like, this is my thought about myself, right? Like I have just been like body positivity. I feel the same at whatever weight I'm at. Right. I've been Mm -hmm. telling myself that for years. And with that thought, I've just gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, suffered with allergies, like had all kinds of stomach issues. You're actually in a class that I was taking. So I met you through there and got me curious. And then I saw that you were doing a challenge over the holidays. So that is how I got into this. And I thought, oh, well, love Jennifer. I want to see what she does. So (laughs) that is how I got into it. Okay. So you joined the lose your, it was, that was the last one I did in 2020. Lose yeah. Your 10 pounds without dieting five day challenge. Yes. Over the holidays. Yes. And you were intrigued. And so we did a consult mm-hmm. and then you became my private client. Yes. So where were you? I know that you lost a little bit of weight during the challenge too, right? So you lost yeah. before we actually started working together. Right. I did. I lost a bunch of weight, but I was doing it with a dieter mentality that I wasn't aware that I had. And so I was like counting calories and just like not eating because that seemed easier until I got to the point where I was like not functioning very well. And I was like, I can't keep this up. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And you're like, yeah, you're on a diet and this is not part of the program. <laughs> this is a problem, right? This is it's, a problem. You were also, you know, working out pretty intensely as well. So yes. Yeah. I worked out what, with a trainer. Yeah. You did what a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. It comes time to lose weight. We think, well, I need to reduce what I'm eating and ramp up the activity and ramp up the exercise. Right. And you were doing it in a very extreme way. Yes. It left you feeling not so great. Yeah. No, not great at all. And I think my thought about it was, I've had this trainer for six months and I've only gained weight. Well, I was gaining weight because I had a trainer and I thought I could eat whatever I wanted because Mm -hmm. I had a trainer. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when we did our consult. Yeah. So tell me like some of the things you were eating. Like you just. Oh gosh. Well, I love food and I have a lot of food allergies. And so one of the tricks I loved was to just pretend like I have no food allergies and eat everything that I wanted. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then like the bratty brain. I had no like, idea why I had consequences for that. Your, so. your bratty brain was on overdrive. I do remember totally. when we were doing the consult and you were like, yeah, I have all of these food allergies. I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. Mm-hmm. But I really can't stop going to McDonald's. I really mm-hmm. love, you know, all of these things. And yeah. I was like, hmm, this is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you came to me, well, this is when we first started coaching, but you had already lost some weight during the challenge. You were about 165. Yeah. 165 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what was your goal? Well, my goal originally was to get down to like 155. I thought that would be, I would feel so skinny and that's like all I needed to lose. And then I guess I decided that why would I stop at 155 when an ideal weight for me is actually probably closer to 135, 140 for my frame. So my new goal is to get down to 145 by the end of this quarter or sometime around there. Okay. So which I am down to 155 now. Yes, which is so, why you're on the podcast. That's you right. Your first 10 pounds without dieting. That's right. <laughs> and that's been the way to do it and to, you know, whatever weight I lost in that first challenge or whatever was not really lost weight. You know, it was... <laughs> it was Water just, weight. Yeah, who knows? Because it all came back because I was of the, you know, the things I was doing. So this weight, though, has been very consistently coming off. Like I've had loss, loss after loss after loss. You know, sometimes it's only an ounce at a time, but it's like always trending in the down direction. Yeah. Before we jump to how you're doing now, Mm -hmm. I just want to go back. And because I was looking at my notes like when we first started coaching together and you had a myriad of health issues. Yes. Right. Some of them were tied to your diet. You want to talk about? Yeah. So like I touched on before, I have a ton of food allergies and seasonal allergies. And I think when the pandemic hit, I just started kind of eating my feelings. (laughs) Like a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go back even a little further. I went through a stressful event, started to get chronic diarrhea and lost a lot of weight. And like, I could not keep any weight on me. Mm-hmm. Got to the point where I felt like my teeth were going to fall out because I was so malnourished from wow. not being able to keep any nutrients in. So had colonoscopies. I was diagnosed with SIBO, which is a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which can be a chronic condition and can lead to all kinds of other system failures in the body it can affect your thyroid and all those things. Fortunately for me, I have not encountered any of those other side effects, but I have had that come back a few times. Once I got that under control, then I I think my mind was like, you've starved to death for so long, you're never going to do that again. So then I would just eat whatever in an effort to put the weight back on to feel good. And what were some of the things you were eating, Heather? I mean, you know, it was like McDonald's and pasta and just really quick prepared foods like kid food, macaroni and cheese, everything out of a box, the easy things, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a lot of time. I told myself that a lot. So yeah, a lot of junk, highly highly processed. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that like all of that was like contributing to my inflammation and making my allergies worse. So I think I just constantly lived in inflammation all the time. I had a lot of pain in my body, just contributed that to work and like, oh, I'm a body worker. So I'm just very sensitive to the pain in my body. 
but I had another struggle when the pandemic hit and I started having really bad chest pains and I had to like go to the doctor and they were, they couldn't figure out what it was coming from. So I'd have all these scary tests. They said I might have ductal cancer because of some certain tests that came back positive. I don't have a gallbladder and my was having like gallbladder attack symptoms. So I had these very scary procedures and turns out probably most likely my esophagus was having spasms diagnosed with eosinophilic esophagitis and had to take a treatment for that. That can become chronic too, but I was able to get it under control. That can also be triggered by allergies. So anyway, I'm happy to report that I am not on any medication now and I'm... Yay. Let's take a minute to celebrate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've survived all that and I'm doing really, really well. Yeah. I just feel so good. What do you think was the change? So you went from all of those very long scary conditions mm-hmm. and medications and just scariness to now you're, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> you're feeling much better and you're not on any medications. How do we get from here to here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to say like, I've made major changes in how I think about things. So that affects everything. Like my stress level is so low. Like now my, I stress about like all of the great things that are going on, right? It's like happy stress. And I'm not so concerned about the things that used to affect me all the time. They just don't. Yeah. And I've really made the choice like around July is when I hired a trainer. That was when I was trying to make this transition into like choosing me and choosing my physical and my mental and emotional health over anything else. So so important. Yeah. So important. And I know there's so many women that I talk to who just put them put themselves at the bottom of the priority list. Yeah. And because they believe that their mental and emotional and physical health isn't as important as making sure, you know, the kids have what they need and they don't have any problems and the grandkids have what they need and the spouse has what he needs or she needs. Like it's so evident in your health when you put yourself at the bottom of the list. And what so many people just don't understand is like, when you put yourself at the top of the list, everyone else benefits. The kids benefit when you're feeling better and you're not like chronically cranky. Exactly. Your spouse benefits when you're not like snapping at him and you can have a clear, coherent conversation. Mm -hmm. When you take care of your own emotional self. And this is why I love the work of being a life coach is because your weight is just an outward manifestation of all of the shit that's going on wrong really in your is. life. Yeah, it really, really is. I still catch myself having thoughts. I think I told you this before we started, but like I've been adding in some fun treats to my meal plan and really enjoying them at night. And like sometimes my brain wants to think that that's a problem. Tell us what the fun treats are. <laughs> there. Okay. Well, I accidentally ordered these... <laughs> sugar frosted sugar cookies for my kids for valentine's day they came like they already came so we needed to like eat them up and i love had to i mean i didn't have to but i did add it to my plan because i know i wanted to and i didn't want it to be a thing right Mm -hmm. so yeah so i just put it on my plan and i have two cookies almost every night with a little bit of milk and when i find my brain thinking it's a problem i'm catching that and like Last night, I started to write that down. Like, I think this is a problem. Why do I keep eating these? Well, they're on my plan. So that's why. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's just not a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you made the decision ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we create our eating plans. Right? We create our own eating plans. I don't tell Heather exactly what she needs to be eating. I don't give her a meal plan. Mm-hmm. I teach bio individuality. So everyone creates their own specific eating plan. So Heather made the decision, right? She got these <laughs> Valentine's Day sugar cookies two weeks ahead of time. Oops. <laughs> oh, that was a problem, right? It's not a problem. Not I a decided problem. like, look, I'm just going to eat the cookies. And so instead of eating the cookies emotionally and just grabbing them willy nilly, she's decided ahead of time, like, okay, today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, I'm just going to allow myself to have two cookies with a little bit of milk. And you're still doing all the other things, right? You're, yep. you're weighing yourself, you're tracking your weight. And so what did you notice during the week? Okay. So body connection. Yeah. So on the days where I actually was kind of a little bit mean to myself about the cookies, I gained weight. When you say mean to yourself. Yeah. Like I, well, I was making it a problem. Like if I eat these cookies, then in the morning, if my weight is higher, like then it means it came from the cookies. What was the thought? Like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Like it's not really true that your thoughts create your results. <laughs> you know, that's the one that I like to play around with. Mm-hmm. It's totally true that my thoughts create my results. Like last night I was journaling about this. I was doing the end of the day stuff and I caught that like this might be a problem, right? And so I like went through all the ways about how it's not a problem and about how great I'm doing and about how, and these are like things I really believe. I am doing great. I eat foods that make me feel good most of the time, but I also have added in foods like McDonald's occasionally because I like McDonald's and my kids like to go there. And so like, yeah, I'm going to eat it with them once a week if that's what works out. And that's what you plan for. And that's what I plan. And it works. Like this morning I woke up and even though I'd been like two pounds up and I was thinking, oh no, I can't be on Jennifer's podcast now, (laughs) which is not how it works, but... I was, I was back down to over my 10 pound weight loss this morning, just from that switch in my brain, like nothing mm-hmm. else changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were still eating the cookies. Let me just yeah, recap every right, day. for the people who are like, what is she talking every about? Every day this week, I have had two frosted heart shaped sugar cookies with milk, with milk at nighttime as at night before Sometimes bed at eight 30 at night. Was, yeah. Yeah. Before bed. And <laughs> so when you were shaming yourself, yeah, looking at your weight and you're like internally shaming yourself because you're eating these cookies yeah. and making it a problem, it showed up on the scale. Totally. Right. And so then around midweek, when you realize like, wait a second, this isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. I get to decide what I want to eat and I'm okay with eating these cookies. And so you continue to eat the cookies and magically... Yeah. Magically, I lost weight. Yeah. You went back down. You lost some weight. Yeah. And it's so so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And also like, I knew that's what would happen. Like I knew when I went to bed last night because of how I was thinking, like the scale was going to be down this morning. And I also knew like, it really doesn't even matter. Like Mm -hmm. the scale is just data. Yeah. When we take our averages, like I'm losing every week anyway, even when I have sometimes of a gain or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I love that example so much. And I'm so glad that you shared that because 
dieters just have such a negative connotation with food, like a negative relationship with food. We have like, these are all the good foods and these are all the bad foods. And if I eat the bad foods, then I need to feel badly, even though I really want the bad foods. And we have so much mind drama and so many stories around the things that we can't eat or we think we can't eat. Mm-hmm. And then when we do eat them, we just feel terrible. And I always say like making yourself feel guilty and shaming yourself because of what you have eaten. It's never useful. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. So stop it. I right? know. Just I agree. Neutralize all foods. Yes. Neutralize all foods. There is no good food. There's no bad food. It's just food. Yeah. Now, caveat. If the food makes you like deathly ill or you have some type of severe allergic reaction, yeah, that's not a good food for you to consume. Right. But anything else is fair game. Yeah. And it's so hard for people to understand and conceptualize, but when they get it, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) How many Weight Watchers points is is your day? Oh, I don't know. I just put it on my plan and I eat it and you know, I go out every Friday with my husband. There is an, a place that's open in Wisconsin. So we go there. It's a fancy restaurant. We have oysters. We have drinks. I even have like sugary drinks and bread and steak with gorgonzola cheese. Like I eat a lot and I get grits or I get fried chicken. And like this has been on my plan since the beginning mm-hmm. and it's never been a problem. And I just think about what I'd be missing out on. Like that is so good for my relationship that we can do that. And just like for my mental health to get out of the house and do something outside of the house. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm like, (laughs) I know. Sorry. I'm trying not to brag about it, but it is going out to dinner with you guys. (laughs) 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 We've been doing a lot of takeout, but what I want to, I want to clarify, because I don't want people to listen to me like, oh my God, she ate fried chicken and lost weight. So it's not just the fact that she ate the fried chicken and lost weight. Like you're very in tune with your body now. You know Mm -hmm. exactly what foods you can eat that will enhance or accelerate your weight loss. You know exactly what foods to eat that you're going to eat that will maybe slow it down. Yes. Right. So, and you also balance that with knowing you get adequate amounts of sleep. Like I'm Mm -hmm. jealous of your sleep schedule. (laughs) (laughs) something I'm working towards. Mm -hmm. And you also balance that with getting, you know, exercise, you've got your trainer, you work out at home. And so you know, exactly like the formula for you, Mm -hmm. for Heather. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I'm learning right as I go, like I did not start this out as someone that likes to work out. Like I have the trainer because that's how I hold myself accountable. And I think we talked about this in the beginning. You're like, so you hate to work out, but you drive to a different state to do it. Cause that's the only way I can do it right now. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so now actually I do like to work out. I love the results that I'm seeing and I'm so happy and proud of my past self that I could make a decision as my future self back then. Does that make sense? Like, yes. So I'm you had a reward of it now. shift in your thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So when you went back and you said, like, you decided to put your health, your emotional health, your physical health as a priority. Yeah, you had a shift from like dragging yourself to the trainer and a shift in thinking. Yep. Let me drive to go see the trainer Mm -hmm. to what this makes I like the results that I'm getting. And I like feeling strong. Yeah. And that is like it much better thought I was just coaching somebody else on this yesterday. And her story of like, I don't like to work out. She works out all the time, Mm -hmm. right? She's in great shape. 
She's very like physically fit for her age. She's limber. But her story has always been, I don't like to work out. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is not true. I was like, you like to work out. And I was like, think about if you could change your thinking on how you were about how you work out from I don't like to work out to like what you just said of like, I like the results. I like the way this makes me feel. I feel so energetic. Imagine the difference in how you feel during the workout. Yeah. Right. Versus dragging yourself to go do the workout mm-hmm. versus like, I do this because I feel great. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. So you've lost 10 plus pounds. You've reached your initial 10 pound goal. Yep. Right. And you're like, okay, we're good. I like how I feel. I'm going to keep going. Yes. And I love that you can make that decision. Yeah. And it's just like, as good as done is how I feel like in my mind, like I will get to 145. It's like not a problem. And I think the difference between this and like any other thing I've tried is like, I would get there as fast as I could and then just go back to all of my bratty brain habits. And it was just a matter of time before I would get back to where I started. Yeah. So many people do that. I totally did that for decades. It's like, it's like you have a deadline. Yeah. And then you can just quickly go back to what you were doing. And as soon (laughs) as you see like, Oh, I lost some weight. I'm, achieve this goal and you revert right back to your old thinking of like, okay, now I can have the pizza again Mm -hmm. or whatever the food is that got you back to what if you could have the pizza now (laughs) you just are much more you're eating it on purpose. Yeah. I posted, I think you saw in the group. So we're in the first week of the lose your next 10 pounds without dieting. 30-day boot camp. It's so much fun in there. Um, so we're in the first week. Heather's a mentor in the group. And I forgot what I was explaining to them, but I oh, I was explaining to them, like, you can pretty much put anything you want to on yeah. your eating plan. And I was like, you guys, he's like, you know what? I'm going to post a picture of what I ate on Saturday. And it was this ginormous burger. I'm a bur- like, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I love a good a good cheeseburger and I love good French fries. And so Saturday, that's what I had. And then I took a picture of it. It was like on a brioche bun. It was grass fed beef, double patties, the bacon, the like it was a $21 burger. Yeah, I know you like McDonald's, you know, nothing. But I mean, I do like a good burger too. So my mouth is watering over. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It was beautiful. I took a picture Mm -hmm. of it and I shared it in the group. But I can't eat that because I know how my body works. I can't eat that every single day. Right. I can't even eat that probably twice a week. Right. Because my body processes carbohydrates a lot slower than it used to, you know, five, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I am acutely aware of that. So when I decide to have that burger and the French fries, I know exactly what the result is going to be with my weight. Mm-hmm. Right. But the difference is like, I'm not eating it out of an emotional need. Like, oh my God, I can't go out to a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's like I planned for it. I'm like, this is what I want. I know exactly what to do to reset my weight when I need to. It's all good. I'm going to enjoy this guilt free. Not a problem. Right. And even when you eat that and maybe your weight goes up two days later, oh, you totally know, you know, it's going back down. Like, it's yeah. just. Your body just has to like process that. And and for me, I know it takes two days yeah. for it to show up on the scale. Yeah, Some people totally it shows it. up the next day. But yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, two days? I was like, okay. 
I actually play this little game with myself. When before I get on the scale, I'm like, hmm, I just guess. Like, I wonder what my weight is today. I bet you it's, and then I'll get on the scale and I'll just see how close mm-hmm. I am. But that's how in tune I am with my mindset, my eating, and the result of whatever the weight is on the scale. Yeah. I think I'm getting that too. Cause I, I always kind of have an idea if it's going to be up or down based on like how, how bratty I'm being to myself yeah. <laughs> really. And like when I'm really coming from like just loving everything about myself and loving what's going on inside my body and, you know, it's reflected in my behaviors. Yeah. My weight's usually down. And if it's not, it's still not a big deal. It's just like, not, not a problem because you're not, there's no timeline, right? There's you're no timeline. You're not rushing to yeah. like, lose his weight by Valentine's Yeah. Day. Like I have a goal, right? But the goal is so like, you know, quarter one goal, right? So like end of March, I can just extend that if I, I'm not going to just quit because I'm at 149 or whatever. Right. Hey. <laughs> so that's one of the things that a lot of people who come to work with me and the women that I work with are very like, well, how long does it take to lose 10 pounds? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I expect to lose in the next 90 days? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. What can you expect to lose in the next yeah. 90 days? <laughs> yeah. Talk back to them. It's like, it's completely up to you. Like the quicker and the faster you understand this work and you do the work diligently, then the result is completely up to you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all the things I could tweak or change to get a faster result. But I don't know if it's as much fun for me to do it that way, right? Like I want to have fun the whole time. And you want it to be an enjoyable process. Yeah. And be actually living my real life so that not magically when I hit this goal weight that my life then is somehow better or different. You know, it's actually the same life that I'm living right now. Yeah. <laughs> that you're, you're, you're allowed, air quotes, right? To go out with your husband for yeah. date night on Fridays, right? Yeah. And have a nice dinner. So funny. I just, I hear these stories and I'm just so, I love it. I love it so much. But I just remember the days when I would not go out, tell my friends I wasn't going out because I had to be so focused on following some diet. Yeah. But I remember going to happy hour. And not drinking anything and not Mm -hmm. eating anything because I was following a plan. And I remember, Mm -hmm. and this is the funny thing. I used to host happy hours (laughs) on Thursday nights. I used to host young black professional happy hour in Philadelphia with uh, one of my friends. And so every Thursday, if I was doing a diet, Carlos was a bartender. And I'm like, Carlos, no drinks tonight. I just need water, sparkling water and a wine glass with some lemon. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, you're on a diet. Yes, I'm on a diet. But as soon as I lost some weight, I would come back to happy hour. I'm like, Carlos, I'll have the wings and give me whatever specialty cocktail you're making today. Right. It was just like, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. If you could go back and just like have the wings and the cocktail, just don't have it every day. (laughs) Right. And be like, and make the intentional decision. Like, this is what I am choosing to eat today Mm -hmm. because I want to be in the atmosphere of happy hour and with my friends and enjoy this food and not feel guilty and not beat myself up and not trip because I had, oh my God, I had chicken wings and fried wings and a cocktail at happy hour. And just enjoy it and be. This is life, right? This mm-hmm. is this is my life. Yeah. It's so much more enjoyable when you have made a plan ahead of time. And like, you don't even have to think about what you're going to order. Right. Or like, 
if you're going to like it or not, especially if it's something you know you're going to like. Mm-hmm. It's not your last meal. Like that's another thing I used to do when I'd go to restaurants. I'd be like, I need to get everything, everything. and I have to get the same thing every time. Cause I know I like it because this could be my last meal. Like mm-hmm. who? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty morbid. And I remember too, it's so funny. I had plenty of last meals, but I do remember <laughs> going to the restaurant and like staring at the menu for like 15 minutes battling in my mind, like, I really want to get the pasta, but I should probably eat the salad. And you're, you know, all this. Yeah, you should do all these things about what to eat, what not to eat. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, my God, they brought the bread out. Like, why did they bring the bread out? Do I eat the piece of bread? And like, you're completely disregarding the people that you are supposed to be there. Yeah, you're not having fun with. (laughs) Yeah, that's hell. That is not fun. Miserable. Miserable. All right. It's been so fun talking to you, Heather. Is there anything? Oh, I always like to ask, what's the last thing that you ate? Well, the last thing I ate was my breakfast this morning. So I had, I'm allergic to oats, but I love oatmeal. So I figured out a trick where I can make quinoa and eat it hot and add half and half and blueberries to it. And it's very, very good. Now, old me would not (laughs) ever consider eating something like that, but I love it. And then I'm like, it's filling and... It's kind of the consistency of oatmeal. It really does replace that for me because I used to crave oatmeal all the time and I couldn't have it. So that's so interesting. You craved it probably just because you couldn't have it. Oh, totally. Yes. There's yeah. Yes, for sure. But yeah, I I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had the quinoa, the hot quinoa. Mm-hmm. Very good with the yeah. like a little sweetener and the fruit. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And it just never occurred to me to eat it like that until I don't, I can't remember why I came up with that, but it's, I have that almost every morning for breakfast. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Good. Well, how can people find out? Is somebody out there, the 1% of my listeners who knows what MFR is and they're like, oh my God, I need to find her. Yeah, Where they, do can they, go? Me, they can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the MFR coach, or they can go to my website, which is www.themfrcoach.com. And I just wrote a book and that's out now and it's available on Amazon. Yes. Tell us about the yeah. book. Yeah. So it's, it's a business guide for people starting their mouth fascia release businesses. It's called the MFR coaches guide to having your own myofascial release business. So you can get that on Amazon. I love it. Entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, and I just have to say, like, I'm so happy I met you. And I feel like we're going to have a long-term friendship, which is probably the best win out of this whole situation mm-hmm. and losing weight. So, <laughs> so as a sidebar, as a sidebar, <laughs> but yeah. So thank you very much for everything you've helped me with. Oh, you're welcome. It. And we're you're just starting. An, you're an outstanding <laughs> client. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time out to share your very unique story of how you went from feeling not so great, not so healthy to where you are now. And then I love that you're deciding to be like, you know what, I think I'm going to keep going with the weight loss and see how I feel. Yeah, might as well try. (laughs) With no deadline. That's right. Yeah, perfect. All right. Thank you. We'll see you all later. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. 
In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Dieting forever.